Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. I know it's been a while since I've gotten behind this mic and actually recorded by myself, but life just got in the way. There was a lot of things. Um, The number one was there was certain things that were going on where it indicated that sharing might not be the greatest idea at the moment. When I started sharing two years ago, the benefits from spreading awareness and sharing my story dramatically outweighed the risks. And there was quite a few things that threw up a bunch of red flags that the risks were starting to outweigh the benefits. So obviously I wanted to take a little bit of a break before, you know, everything just came tumbling down and there was no way to stop anything. And the longer I took the break, the more I realized that for my mental health, I needed it too. Um, I've had some memories surfacing and I've talked to a couple people that have kind of opened my eyes to some of my past and I needed to process I think would be the easiest way to explain it because it's like I'm still trying to figure out what my life is and what my life was because obviously I don't remember a lot of things still and I still have a lot of gaps And I work hard with my therapist to process memories when they surface and to kind of try to get some of them to surface, but it isn't always easy. So um, social media gets really hard and it's like what I'm trying to think how to say it. It's like Sometimes I see someone talk about something and it isn't necessarily something that happened to them, but something that they read on social media that happened to someone else. And it's like, oh, this is like the biggest sex trafficking tactic right now. Beware. And it's like, oh, yes, be aware of your surroundings. But it doesn't always mean that it's sex trafficking. And it gets, I don't want to say like annoying or makes me angry, but it just, it, it makes me frustrated because that kind of stuff seems to get so much more attention than what the truth is. And I'm not in this for the, you know, views on TikTok or to be the world's most famous podcaster. I'm not in it for the fame. I'm in it because I want to put a human face and to survivors because it's like right now survivors and it's not just survivors of sex trafficking but all sorts of trauma, whether it's domestic violence, sexual assault, etc. It's... I just don't feel like we're viewed as people. We're viewed as either statistics or something that someone wants to use for political gain. And I know that this is kind of an old story, but, 
you know, for example, the 10-year-old um, victim of rape in Ohio, I mean, her trauma was completely politicized. And I don't want to say the details because as anyone that knows me, I, I don't share other people's story. But the thing I think that bothered me the most was this poor little girl went through a horrific trauma and then had to go through a lot of things. And then now she's always going to be that 10-year-old from Ohio that had to travel to Indiana. And whether that was what she wanted or not is irrelevant, but it's like she's always going to be that girl. And there were other pictures that had surfaced with a certain person Um there were claims that people hacked into his iCloud account, which I have not been able to confirm or deny if that's true. The video or the pictures are true. The videos are true. I mean, you can see the person in them, but it's like people cared more about sharing these kinds of stories because they wanted to be the first to report or to get that shock and that awe and to get the attention to their accounts that they stopped seeing that the person is in fact a person the victim matters and that's why I keep on trying to remind people that the victim is the most important thing. I could sit here and I could say a lot of names. Um, Most of them would be speculation because I was a child at the time. But what would that do? I don't think, I don't see how it would benefit me. I recently opened up about my experience with Epstein and Maxwell and now I'm just labeled the Epstein survivor and I hate that for multiple reasons. Number one, I don't think that I should be identified by the person that did something shitty to me and he wasn't the only part of my story. He was just a small part. So it's I don't, I don't want to be known as an Epstein survivor because that's not who I am. I'm not what he did to me. I'm not who did the things to me. I am a survivor of sex trafficking. And I like it that way because that's me owning my story and not letting anybody else kind of, uh, I can't think of the right term. But, you know, it just... My story is my story, and all survivors' stories are their stories. And it's like the more that we keep on talking about the perpetrators and we need to hear their names and we need this thing unsealed and that thing unsealed and this victim had to do this because of that, it's, it's taking away from the person that experienced the trauma. And in the case with the 10-year-old and the pictures that floated around on Twitter, it's it doesn't matter 
that their identity was protected because they know who they are and they're going to grow up and sometimes they're going to feel comfortable in sharing their story and people are going to connect those dots. And I just don't think that's fair for a victim or a survivor that they are already exposed and exploited in something that they didn't want to be. And I think we need to start to respect that. Um, The exploited can and will be exploited. And I've experienced that myself in a couple of different ways where people had shared details not knowing that I was certainly involved with it, but they wanted to get the story out and they shared that story and exposed me in the process, but I was just collateral damage. And I can't think if they assumed that the victims were no longer alive or they just didn't think about it, but it's still like... It bothered me and it still bothers me today because it's out there and the Twitter account that did it is no longer up for multiple reasons, but you can still find it. And it's hard to explain that to people. I had a threat made that some of the blackmail videos that were taken during sales were going to be released. And I was talking to an amazing friend of mine that is just so open to understanding. And her response was exactly what I would expect anyone else to. If someone released those videos, who would know it was you? And I get the thought process behind that. But the question or the answer that is so simple is I would know and there are people that would recognize me potentially the parents of my daughter's friends and that would just put a huge spotlight on me and could potentially backlash onto my daughters so um it was It was hard to have to deal with that. And luckily I have, I like to say friends in high places, but there were some videos that were found on a website that could potentially have been me, but they have since been taken down. And um, my friend said that they couldn't distinctly get a face, but they had reason to believe that they were videos of me. Um, But, uh, sorry, it's it's not easy to talk about this. I'm like, I'm getting anxious. But, um, you know, they took it down, but I don't know how many people saw it before they took it down. And it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, the person that I, I was working with knows my story well, knows my parents, not personally, but the type. And 
he didn't believe that it was them and that it was videos of me because it was not very accessible and they think you know my parents are more bold than that and I I happen to agree with it but just the thought of it happening like kind of let it sink in that it could happen and at any moment those blackmail videos they could be used against me and I never thought of it that way I knew that they were used to blackmail clients um, politicians other people but I never thought about them being used against victims and they can and they will and they have um, I did do an episode about revenge porn which kind of talked about it and who knows maybe because I did that episode is why this happened because um, it was after I had published that one but I, it's like hypothetically and I'm not saying this but if there was a compromising picture of me with like Hunter Biden people would care more about sharing a picture because it has Hunter Biden in it than care more about who the victim was and then I of course would see it on Twitter or TikTok or Facebook or wherever it is and I have to sit down and think, my God, how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have seen this picture? And they don't even care about me in it. They just care about Hunter Biden in it. Now, I'm not saying that I am a victim of Hunter Biden. I'm pretty certain that I can say with 100% certainty that I am not. But you never know. <laughs> but it's like, I don't understand why people just, they care more about the who is doing it than who it was done to. And I want to change that. Um, that's why I make my podcast. And I even said in my first episode that I wanted to put a face to sex trafficking. So people started to view us as humans and people because we are people too. I mean, you can go to Walmart and there's probably a dozen survivors in there with you and you'll never know. I mean, I have people come up and say hi to me all the time and they have no idea what my story is. Of course, some do, but not a lot of them so it gets to that point where if people are sharing these kinds of things then we don't get to go out in public because we'll be recognized and we won't be recognized in a good way and we'll be asked inappropriate questions questions that we don't want to answer questions that we're not ready to answer and it's essentially invading our safe space and I, I try my hardest when I see these things on social media to report them. And I don't care if you are on TikTok and you've shared these kinds of things and had a video down. Yeah, I've probably been the one that reported you. And I have no shame in that because, like I said, the victim has to matter more. And 
it's it's so hard to explain. I'm like babbling a little bit, trying to just get the words together. But I've gone through a lot in my life. And I've learned, like I've said, things are worse than death. But the the child pornography, I think, is one of the hardest things. Because I can legit sit here right now and say there is probably at least a dozen people looking at pictures or videos of me as a child. And there's nothing I can do about it because I could have every single image taken down off every single platform, social media, website, but how many screen recorded, how many screenshotted, how many saved it. It's it's just this permanent stain that you always have on your back. And it's hard because it's it's like it's continuing today. And it bothers me just as much as today as it did back then. And yes, I can work with a therapist, but it's never going to change the fact that I'm still being exploited. And I don't know how to stop it than to sit here and share this message and to get people to understand that, yeah, you may open up a pornographic website and just want to watch, which, okay, some people do that. I'm I'm not insanely anti-porn. I'm anti-non-consensual porn. But it's like when you watch this video, is is the all parties in here or in it wanting to do it? Because if not, you're just exploiting that person. And the same thing goes to sharing stories about other people's trauma. Going back to the 10-year-old girl, um, she's not even old enough to have fully understood the severity of her story being made public. And whatever your views on the story are, I don't care. They're irrelevant to what my point is. My point is, is this poor girl was assaulted and had to get an abortion and it was national news at 10 years old so think with me for a second back to when you were 10 years old is there something that happened to you where you just are like oh I would not want to still be living with that today and that's how you kind of have to look at things like this because for me when I was 10 years old was the first time that I told a quote-unquote safe person and my father assaulted me and forced me to dig my own grave and a whole bunch of other stuff that to this day I can't talk about and it's been 29 years. So I can't even imagine what would it be like to not only have to deal with all of that trauma that I experienced at 10 years old because I was still being assaulted sexually, physically, emotionally, I can't even imagine having to deal with it having been made public without my consent. And if you listened to the previous episode that I did with my daughter, 
She said a lot, 15-year-old me didn't see a problem, but 19-year-old me does. And 15-year-old me this and 19-year-old me that. It's like at 10 years old, you see things in a certain way that you don't see when you're older. And most of the time, it's heavier when you're older. So at 10 years old, the trauma that I went through I mean, it was bad, don't get me wrong, It's it scarred me with a lot of things, but being as old as I am now and looking back, it's it was so much worse than I thought it was when I was 10, and if it was public and it was still haunting me to, these day, to this day because it was just this big public spectacle, I don't think I would survive that. I would end up institutionalized or worse. So I know I rambled a lot, but I just cannot stress enough that we have to think about victims and survivors as being people too. It's the important thing is not sharing the story and being the first or getting the attention. The important thing is protecting victims. And I don't care. I don't care if people explain it in a certain way and want to just, you know, explain legality of things. It doesn't matter. The victim matters most. And this whole thing about names, yeah, you know, they will come out. But we need the victims to be the ones to do it because they're the ones that have to live with it for the rest of their lives. So they should get to determine how and when it happens and make sure that they're in the right place for it. And people just don't, they just don't see it that way. And it just drives me bonkers. And I get frustrated and sometimes I feel like, What's the use of even trying to go on and share my story and try to make a difference when I'm never going to? But uh, I just straighten out my crown and just keep going. (laughs) Uh, It's been a long few weeks, and I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to start to record more often. Um certain things that were going on that were kind of getting in the way or kind of not in the way anymore. But I'm so glad that everyone was so patient with me. And I hope you really enjoyed the guest episodes that I did post, um, especially the one with my daughter. I'm so proud of that kid. Uh, I shouldn't say kid. She's an adult now, but she, uh, she did an amazing job. And I am so happy she decided to come on. I've waited a long time to ask my daughters because I wanted them to be at a certain age before I brought them on. But um, hoping my youngest, Hannah, is going to come on. But we shall see. She's a bit nervous. So understandably so. But uh, I don't know. I just, I'm trying very hard to keep pushing forward. But things are hard and it's difficult and everything just sometimes it all hits you at once 
and I, you know, look through my old videos from my old TikTok account. They're in my cloud, and I'm just like, God, it used to be so hard, but it was so easy. And now it's, I don't even know what it is, but I keep on trying and I keep on pushing through and maybe one day I will change the world. A lot of people believe I can. I believe I can. My husband thinks I can. Of course, my kids do, but how much do you really, you know, take that into effect? Your kids think you hung the moon, but well... I just want to thank y'all for all the love and support. I I want to be able to do this without y'all. And um, it's just, it's been a journey for sure. And I'm hoping that I'm going to be making some changes a little bit. I've been strongly thinking about doing some video episodes on YouTube. I just, I don't know. My husband said he would build me a really cool backdrop and that would be kind of cool, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe need to shake things up a little bit, but you know, I tend to go back into my old ways. I love my podcast. I mean, it took probably about 15 takes to be able to get this far into the episode, but I just sit down and plug in my microphone, pop on my headphones, and just start talking. And it's therapeutic, and it is kind of weird sometimes to not have someone talking back, but, you know, you get used to it after a while. But I'm going to go, and hopefully I'll be able to start recording more often because... A lot of things that were getting in the way aren't going to be getting in the way anymore. But I, as always, want to thank y'all for the love and support. I know I say it, like, so much, but I spent, like, over 30 years of my life not being heard, and I finally feel like I have a voice. And even if I have to take a couple weeks off because something happens... I'm the one that's making the choice to do that. So it's not like someone's taking my voice from me, which is huge. But I will talk with y'all soon, and I hope y'all have an amazing month of August. I know for me, I'm very excited that summer is ending soon. I do not like the heat I need the snow back. <laughs> I am. My husband says I'm crazy because I love the below zero degree weather and the snow and everything like that. But I hope everyone has an amazing day, an amazing month, an amazing life. And to all other survivors out there, if you're feeling the same way that I talked about in this episode, you're not alone. And you're certainly not wrong for thinking that. So if you want to share, share. If you don't, don't. Nobody controls your life anymore but you. So make sure that you always remember that you are the one with all the power. And you get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Nobody gets to take your voice. So 
hang on to it. And when you're ready to share that voice, share it as loud as you can and as often as you want. You've earned it. So have a good day, everyone. And I will talk with y'all soon.